FM Nashua. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Next up, you'll be listening to United Way Community Connections with Mike Affelberg. United Way Community Connections. United Way Community Connections broadcasts every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. right here on WSMN. In United Way Community Connections, you will be introduced to leaders from all of the great nonprofits in Greater Nashua, from caring for our children to our seniors, from helping our homeless pets to our at-risk vets, from learning the skills to get your GED, to dealing with trauma and substance abuse. Community Connections is the place to learn with Mike Affelberg about what's going on. Learn how you can help and make a difference from the experts. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy the show, which is making a difference in Greater Nashua. Here's your host, Mike Affelberg. Well, good Monday morning, and welcome to the United Way Community Connection show. Today is Monday, August 9th, 2021, and... Um, we have a great show in store for you, which is always a good thing um, for Monday morning. A little bit about our show. Um, wanted to just ex- give a c- quick explainer of who we are, what we're doing here, and what you can expect. Um, the Community Connection Show is live on the air each and every Monday morning. And our purpose as a show is to bring to life the nonprofit work in our community. Um, we have a lot of nonprofit organizations in Greater Nashua, and these are these are places um, like the ones you're going to hear from today that are working day in and day out to make our community stronger, smarter, safer, healthier, and happier for all of us who live and work here. Now, um, one of the things I like to say to people is. Uh, you you kind of never know what circumstances are going to befall you and what you're going to need for assistance in life. Likewise, you probably never are going to know the same about your friends or your family or your colleagues. Things just happen, and and sometimes um, through circumstances um, not of our own making, we can end up in need of some assistance. That's where the Community Connection Show can really fit in because by listening each week, you will become acquainted with many of these organizations and what they do. And if you come across a circumstance with a friend or a family member, like, you know, maybe you're at a cookout and somebody says, you know, my friend Sam, he's fallen on tough times and he um, um, is um, abusing substances. And he'd like to quit. He'd like to get his life back together. But I really don't even know where to begin. Well, if you've listened to the show, you're going to know there are lots of opportunities to connect people to places like um, the Doorway in Nashua, which is part of Southern New Hampshire Health and helps to support people who are entering into addiction recovery programs. Or perhaps uh, Revive Recovery, which helps people who are um, looking for things like recovery support groups, those types of services. So that's just an example, but it's one and it's one of many examples of how you can learn to become a connector for people. I happen to be a believer that we all want to be helpful, and um, you can only be helpful really if you have some information. And uh, this is a way for you to sort of increase your nonprofit vocabulary week in and week out. 
So each week we interview two different nonprofits. Today we're going to be interviewing our friends from the Front Door Agency. It's a great organization here in Nashua that's been on the show before and works with um, uh, women and children who are looking to break the cycle of homelessness through their approach, which is called transitional housing. And they have a lot of different programs that can help to support single single moms to um, – break out of that cycle of homelessness and, and poverty. And we're going to talk about that um, with my friend Nicole and also her colleague Michelle. Um, after that break, we're going to also talk with our second guest, which is from the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. My friend Shamra is going to be on the show. And she's going to talk with us about suicide prevention. Our community suicide is number is one of the number one causes of uh, death in our community, and as it is in many communities. And we're going to talk a little bit about some of the programs that the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention leads to help um, bring people out of um, the possibility of of taking their own lives through suicide. So that's going to be. Um, something we're going to want to talk about today, and they have a lot of great events. Both organizations have a lot of great events coming up, and, and so um, hopefully you'll learn something and, and feel you know better at the end of the day for being more knowledgeable. Uh, what else? So one of the other reasons why I actually recommend to people to listen to the show is because once you've listened to these organizations, we have a very giving community. I have to say that. We have a community that likes to give um, financially through donations. We have a community that likes to give also through volunteer support. And both of these are organizations that need both financial support and volunteer support. And uh, nonprofits are um, businesses, if you will, that do rely on the financial support of the communities they serve and also the volunteers that help to make them run. And uh, so the question always becomes one of, well, where should I volunteer if I want to volunteer? And one of the answers to that is you should always volunteer and give your time or you should donate to places that speak to your heart, places where you feel like your contributions will make a difference. And this is a great way to learn about organizations that you might not have heard of and might not know what they're doing and might not know how you can make a difference. So that's a little bit about our show. Uh, before we get to our show, um, just a couple more minutes before our first break, and after our first break, as I said, we'll be bringing on the Front Door Agency. I wanted to talk a little bit about just sort of stuff in general. First of all, I am sitting in the WSMN 1590 studios here on Main Street in Nashua, and um, I, we are right across from the what will be Performing Arts Center for the city of Nashua. And um, over the last couple of months, I've watched the site change and slowly transform itself. Every single Monday I come in, and it's sort of like taking one of those time-lapse sequences. I can remember what it looked like last Monday. I can remember what it looked like the Monday before. And it always looks different. And so until last Monday, what was basically going on was demolition. It was um, removing the old Alex Schuster building. Um, going, digging, digging a big old hole in the ground and sort of getting, prepping the site for construction. And uh, today, for the very first time, I actually see things starting to come out of the ground, which is pretty darn awesome because now we're seeing not 
just the progress of removal, we're seeing the progress of actually construction. And I think that's pretty neat. So if you look at, if you go to WSMN 1590's website, I think that's WSMN.live or something like that. You can just Google it, WSMN. They have a live webcam where you can actually see the Performing Arts Center on Main Street as it's being constructed. And I think that's pretty cool. So um, that's going on. And uh, I'm hoping, by the way, that everybody here had a nice weekend. Um, we got a weekend where it didn't rain. And I feel like that is an amazing, incredible, semi-miraculous thing these days. I think we had the rainiest July in like history. I don't know. But it was darn rainy, right? It just rained and rained and rained and rained. It rained so much, in fact, that I heard on NHPR this morning that there's a huge uptick in people poisoning themselves by eating poisoned mushrooms. So think about this. The pandemic has caused a lot of people to take up new quote-unquote hobbies. And one of those hobbies is the hobby of foraging. What is foraging? It's going into the forest and finding things you can eat, right? And one of the things you can eat is a lot of mushrooms. And but not all mushrooms, right? <laughs> like, don't go into the forest with, you know, and just start picking mushrooms and sticking them in your mouth because crazy things will happen. And that's happening to a lot of people who took up this hobby. And that combined with such a crazy rainy spring and, and summer has caused a lot of mushroom growth. So there's actually like this epidemic of people ending up in the emergency room for mushroom poisoning. So I don't know what even brought me to that. But it was, oh yeah, it was a nice weekend. Yeah, so it didn't rain, um, which is good. But come on, kids, don't go into the mushroom field without knowing what you're doing. And uh, what did you do this weekend? I don't know. I know what we did. I actually went scuba diving with my wife for the first time this summer. We, um, we love scuba diving. Uh, we went to Cancun a couple of weeks, well, about six weeks ago now, and that was our first diving and our first vacation in like forever since the beginning of the pandemic, and that was awesome. The diving there is fantastic, uh, but we like to dive here in, in New England too, mostly because we just like to dive, and even though, the, let's be honest, any divers out there who want to argue with me can feel free to do so, but the diving here kind of, well, it kind of stinks. Because the water's cold and the fish are sort of like not very pretty and the water's super murky and you got to wear a lot of gear because you don't want to experience hypothermia. And so it's a lot different than diving in the Caribbean or, or you know, even like Florida or something like that. But you know what? If diving is your thing, which is our thing, you got to dive. You just got to take what you got, right? I, I don't live in Cancun, so I live in New Hampshire. So we went diving this weekend. We went to Nubble Lighthouse, which is, you know, on the coast of Maine. Beautiful, picturesque spot. Actually, really pretty good diving. Had a nice dive with some of our friends from Portsmouth. Um, went down about 44 feet, which was great because it was high tide, very little current. Saw some little eels and a lot of lobsters down there. Big lobsters. Lobsters that people would like to eat that are smart and are evading the humans. Saw a lot of them. And some pretty kelp and some starfish. And so that was pretty great. We did that on Saturday. Um, and it was good. It was good. I have to say it wasn't It wasn't uh, terrible. Uh, the water was only, it was a balmy 57 degrees. Compared to, you know, when we were in Mexico, it was 94 degrees in the water. So it was 57 degrees. It was pretty darn cold, but it wasn't like, you know, inhumane. Yeah, and then yesterday, just lots of chores. But I got this big green egg. My One of my friends, one of my neighbors moved and... Um, he had this green egg, which is a kind of a grill thing. 
and um, doubles as a smoker and a barbecue. And I've been sort of experimenting with it on the weekends. And this weekend I was uh, was smoking experimentation. So yesterday I smoked up some ribs and I smoked up some salmon. And I'm gonna tell you, it actually wasn't horrible. I really didn't. I really did, it wasn't a bad thing which I did there. So you know, maybe there's maybe there's a future for me in the uh, in the grilling business. I don't know. At least I can feed myself and uh, don't have to go foraging for mushrooms. Anyway, so that was my weekend. It was pretty great. Hope yours was too. Um, Let's see. Coming up at United Way, just want to mention this. There won't be any show next Monday. So um, if you tune in at 9 a.m. and you hear like a repeat of a week of this week's show, that's um, fine. You can still listen to it. It's still going to be amazing. I can guarantee you that. But it won't be live because we will be up at the Brady Sullivan Plaza in Manchester doing Over the Edge. And Over the Edge is our annual event, which we canceled last year because of the uh, pandemic. But it's our annual event at the Brady Sullivan Tower at 1000 Elm Street where we recruit a whole bunch of people who raise a whole bunch of money and then they rappel off the top of the building. And this year we have about 85 participants who've raised, as of this morning, $95,000 and climbing like by the minute um, for a lot of different nonprofits, not just United Way, but there's also you know folks who are raising money for Manchester Police Athletic League and the and Family Promise of Southern New Hampshire and Marguerite's Place right here in Nashua and the Doorway, which I mentioned earlier for treatment and recovery supports and Webster House, which um, helps people with addiction up in the Manchester area and so on. There are a lot of different nonprofits that are raising money for themselves as part of this one big United Way event, which is I kind of love that um, because they participate. Um, and for once, we aren't you know, kind of competing with each other. We're helping each other, and that's really great. So that's coming up this coming Monday and Tuesday. Um, if you want to learn more, you can go to the United Way website, unitedwaynashua.org, unitedwaynashua.org. And I've, I've put one of those annoying, super annoying pop-ups that'll come like right up on your, on your, when you log into the website. So you can't annoy, avoid it. And it's like for over the edge, click on the, the pop-up, takes you right to the website. You can see what's going on and who we're supporting and what we're doing. And uh, that's about the big deal for us right now. There's a lot else going on, but that's what we're really working on heavily this week. So um, if you want to get involved or find out more or volunteer, just, uh, yeah, ping us at United Way. And the easiest thing to do is send us an email to info at unitedwaynashua.org or just call over to the office and ask to speak with Mike, and I can uh, help you. I'm the only Mike in the office. So if you call United Way of Greater Nashua, you're going to get me for sure if you do that. And that brings us to our break. So we're going to take a break here. Our show, the Community Connection Show, on WSMN 1590 AM, 95.3 FM, also streaming live on the internet on WSMN's website, also on your smart speaker, just ask Alexa or Google to play WSMN 1590, or on Facebook, we're on the United Way of Greater Nashua Facebook page live, and that's a great place to leave a comment if you want, and we'll talk about that during the show. Lots of different places to get this show. Our show is brought to you by three generous sponsors who bring us to the air every week. Franklin Savings Bank with a branch right here in Merrimack, as well as Edstone Properties, one of our community's premier builders here in Nashua for many years, building quality homes. And last but not very not least, our friends from Fully Promoted and Embroid Me um, of Bedford and Nashua. So we're going to take our break here. 
and we will be back in just a couple minutes with our first guest, the Front Door Agency, talking about some of their amazing programs. You're listening to the United Way Community Connections show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. I need to get some new shirts. Business. Just call Sal. Does he do screen printing also? Just call Sal. Does he embroider shirts too? Just call Sal. I also need business cards and brochures. Just call Sal. How about yard and lawn signs? Just call Sal. And promotional products to give my customers? Just call Sal. Who is Sal? I'm Sal. My wife Jennifer and I are the proud owners of Fully Promoted of Southern New Hampshire. If you need embroidered or screen printed shirts, business cards, brochures, lawn signs, promotional products, and even personal protective equipment for your business or organization, just call me or stop by our showroom, conveniently located at 410 South River Road in Bedford, right off the Everett Turnpike. You can also visit our website at fullypromotedsnh.com. That's fullypromotedsnh.com. We are your one-stop shop for all your promotional needs. Fully Promoted of Southern New Hampshire. Our business is to help you grow your business. Just call Sal. Commercial lending at our big bank is a process that begins with AD, that's application data, being sent off to HQ headquarters. Sounds like that could take a while. <laughs> it will. At Franklin Savings Bank, our commercial lending decisions are made locally, resulting in faster loan approvals. Drop into any of our Lakes Region or Southern New Hampshire branches, including Merrimack and Goffstown, to find out what we can do for you. Or visit fsbnh.bank. Franklin Savings Bank. Together, we are community. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in Southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Etchstone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at etchstoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. The experts at American Medical Response offer these safety steps to assure that a fun afternoon at the pool stays fun. Important actions to take at the pool are watch your children at all times. Know the basics of life-saving, including CPR. Learn how to swim and teach your child how to swim and educate them on the basic water safety tips. Keep children away from pool drains, pipes, and other openings to avoid entrapments. Check out more safety tips at amr.net slash safety. AMR Medics are here for you every hour of every day. Since 1930, United Way of Greater Nashua has been your trusted partner to fight for the health, education, and financial stability of every person in every community. When a low-income child needs access to dental care, or parents need quality after-school programs where their kids can learn and be safe, United Way is there. When a person with disabilities needs a supportive day program where they can thrive, or a family loses its home and needs a place to regain financial stability, United Way is there. When a homebound senior needs food and supportive social connections, or when it comes time to die with dignity, United Way is there. The programs supported by your United Way are the heart and soul of Greater Nashua. When you volunteer or donate to United Way, you lift up the community where you live and you work. As a highly regarded nonprofit with Charity Navigator and GuideStar, you can be sure that your donations will be used for the work of making Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, and safer. Learn more and connect with us at unitedwaynashua.org. Hello again, everyone. This is Dr. Kelly MacDonald, here to let you know that with the pandemic now apparently in retreat, we're back to normal at Focus Eye Care. There's a hole in the world tonight. There's a cloud of fear inside. 
Well, good Monday morning. It is Monday, August 9th, 2021. Beautiful day in downtown Nashville. A little overcast, but still it's not raining. It's not snowing. Um, it's not sleeting. It's like very livable weather right now in the, uh, I think it's the mid-60s going to, to the upper 70s. Today. So that's a good thing. And I'm joined in the studio today with my friends Nicole Ennis and Michelle Toomey from the Front Door Agency. Michelle is the marketing manager at the Front Door Agency. And Nicole is development director at the Front Door Agency. And for those of you who don't know what a development director is, I think most people know what a marketing manager is. Development director is sort of an inside baseball term that we use in the uh, nonprofit world, which basically means that um, when you see Nicole coming, she's going to have her hat in her hand and she's going to ask you to put your wallet into that hat. That's what a development director does. Is that right? Is that a good good enough description, Nicole? That's pretty accurate, Mike. <laughs> I'm a development person myself, so I mean, yeah. If I know that when, I, when people see me coming like, oh, 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 I'm sorry. They look away. They don't know who you are. I got to go. Sorry, I'm on the other line. You know how that is. But uh, we're going to start with Michelle. And what we want to do is talk a little bit about what the Front Door Agency is, what you do, how you're changing lives, um, what the overall mission of the organization is, Michelle. So the floor is yours. Take it away. Thank you, Mike. And thank you so much for having us on this morning. It is my pleasure. I love seeing our friends from the Front Door Agency. You guys are such great partners. So we really appreciate that. Thank you. Um, so yeah, the Front Door Agency is a nonprofit based right here in Nashua, although we serve individuals and families in greater Nashua. Um, and our mission is really to help these individuals and families move from crisis situations to a point of self-sufficiency. You know, so helping people get back on their feet after a crisis and, and really be able to support themselves and their families again. So we have four different programs, and those programs help, um, you know, anybody from an individual, like I said, who's going through a hard time and just needs kind of a, a hand up opportunity to get back on their feet. Um, we also have a program specifically to help single mothers and their children um, who are facing a, a time of crisis. And, and like I said, the goal is really to help our neighbors stand on their two feet again. So the clients that you serve, I mean, I know you have a lot of different programs that, that, that go toward the same end, but if I want to describe properly, most of the clients you serve are single moms. Is that right? Uh, um, a good chunk of them are. Yes. Yeah, so, so you're right, Mike, we have four different programs. Right. Um, the first program that people typically think about when they think about the front door agency is our transformational housing program. And that's the one that's geared toward helping single mothers and their children. Um, it's a three phase program to really help meet these single women where they are in their lives um, and address the root cause of their homelessness um, or what's, what's causing them to be in crisis. Um, when single mothers and their children enter that program, they typically move right into the Norwell home, which is right here on Concord Street in Nashua. Um, and that's really where they start putting a gradual plan in place to create a better life for themselves and their children. Um, and education is a huge part of that program, as well as our other programs. Um, we really see education as the key to finding self-sufficiency. Um, so that's our transformational housing program for single mothers. Um, uh, how, and How long do, do um, those families typically stay in that program? Great question. So it's about three years. Um, and like I said, it's, it's broken up into three phases. And phase one is where the women really stabilize their lives. So they work with case managers one-on-one -on -one to put a plan in place that makes sense for them and helps meet them where they are. Um, our case managers 
help them set up um, supportive services like therapy, like childcare, um, all to help these women start um, an educational program. All of them are required to enroll in either an educational or job training program um, and then go from there. They're typically there for about three years, like I said, starting in the Norwell home, um, but then eventually graduating to one of our independent affordable apartments right here in Nashua as well. So it's really a gradual road to self-sufficiency. And at the end of the three years, um, the near 100% of the women who graduate from our program are able to support themselves once they leave the program. That's fantastic. So, Michelle, let's touch on the other three programs just real quick, and then we'll transition to Nicole, who I know just is, I can just feel the energy from this side of the room. She's, she's itching like, she's to like, jump in. I got to talk. I got to talk. <laughs> I've known Nicole a long time. I'm like, I can, I know when that energy is building. So. Yes. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Come on, honestly. You, again, you're accurate on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, keep going, Michelle. Yeah, so actually one of our largest programs is our housing stability program. Um, and that, you know, when, like I said, when you think of the front door agency, uh, people tend to think about the single women that we serve, but we serve many more people um, in terms of numbers through our housing stability program. And that program is really for any qualifying individual or family who just needs a hand up to get themselves out of a crisis situation. Um, just an example of some of the people that we're currently helping through our housing stability programs, um, the cost of rent is, is skyrocketing in our, in our community as I'm sure many people know, with the cost of a, a two-bedroom apartment nearing $1,600 per month. Um, that's an incredible um, amount of money to pay for someone who is, you know, say working a minimum wage job, you know, especially in, we see a lot of clients coming in from the hospitality industry or service industry over the past year who have either lost their jobs or lost work because of the pandemic. And, and suddenly that astronomical cost of rent is just, uh, you know, unsustainable for them. Yeah, I think I heard a statistic recently that in order to actually pay that level of rent um, as a single person, that you need to earn somewhere around $25 an hour um, or you need to be on a whole variety of different welfare supports. And so the whole idea is like, let's get people to the point where they can actually be self-sustaining without a thousand different, you know, things to, to get them there. They can actually stand on their own two feet. That's right. And, and you know, the, the minimum wage is nowhere near the, um, you know, that $25, $26 an hour that you would need it's to It's about make. a quarter of that. That's right. That's right. So you can see easily where the gap is. Um, so the Front Door Agency is um, one resource that community members can reach out to for some temporary assistance bridging that gap. So, you know, we've seen an increase in the number of um, clients who come in for housing stability services because of the pandemic. Um, because yep. there just, you know, simply isn't enough work for them. Many people were laid right. off, unfortunately, and even now, um, it, it's hard for people to get back to work. So, yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Michelle. I'm going to transition here to Nicole then and find out what she's got to say. Nicole, so you wanted to talk. I wanted to talk with you a little bit about different things that are going on at the front door agency that are ways in which the community can get involved with supporting this organization, both as a you know, through an event or as a volunteer or as a donor. Um, and so what's going on in that particular realm these days? 
Well, I think like Michelle said, we're seeing a huge increase in the need for our services. Um, so yeah. with that increase, there's also um, the need for more funds, donors, um, and um, companies, individuals who um, were so for fortunate step up and, and support our programs. Um, I always like to share, you know, the generous donors in the um, area. We're very, very fortunate um, to have so many people that support us. But we recently had a donor um, reach out, and he had received his stimulus check um, and reached out and said, I don't really need this money. I think someone in the community you know, could use this more than me, and he donated his stimulus check. Um, with that, we were able to um, help a young mom who's a nurse. Um, she, uh, like Michelle said, any type of crisis can put someone where they're facing homelessness. Um, she actually got injured at work and was out of work for a month um, and got to the point that she just um, couldn't keep up and um, was facing eviction. I like that story because I've had the same experience with a couple of people that just walk in the door. And oftentimes what I've found is those are people who are on a fixed income, people like you know seniors who are already receiving social, social security and maybe a pension. Um, and they're, you know, they've been affected by, by the pandemic in many, many ways, but one way in which they haven't been affected necessarily is they haven't lost their job. They haven't lost their income that hasn't changed for them at all. And then this, this amazing, like miracle happens and $1,600 shows up in your bank account. And you're like, Oh, well, that's great. And some people, most people keep that. Yeah. Okay. And hopefully when they do that, they spend it. That's the whole idea of a stimulus is not to just sock it away for a rainy day because, you know, if you're on a fixed income in particular, you know, that's that's kind of, you know, an um, unusual, that would be an unusual way of thinking. Um, but a lot of people say, well, I didn't really need this. I, I didn't, you know, it's not that I don't appreciate it. It's just I think somebody else can use it. And so I'm not advocating necessarily like go do that, but you know what? I guess I kind of am. So if you're in that situation, think of one of your local nonprofits like the Front Door Agency who can really use this money to help people who have been affected by the pandemic for sure. Right. So um, thank you for sharing that. Uh, you guys also do a, a number of different events throughout the year to help raise money and, and awareness. Anything like that coming up anytime soon? Um, so our largest event is our gourmet festival and auction, which takes place in the spring. Um, the past two years, we did have to have that online due to COVID. So we're very much looking forward to hopefully having an in-person event in March. How was that online? How did that go? So we did surprisingly well. Um, I think the one thing that COVID has shown us is the people that are generous and want to support us they're still showing up so we had um, many people bidding we were still you know we didn't make as much as we do at an in-person event but we still did significantly but maybe well. at lower costs too correct yeah correct so i think sometimes people are astonished at like how expensive it is to put some of these events on and you think well the x agency made a hundred thousand dollars but did they really right you know Things like I, I look at things like golf tournaments and five Ks and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, but what's really the bottom line? You know, how much did you really make? Right, you need to so, count on your sponsors, yeah, because um, that's really where you make the money on these events. Absolutely. 
sponsors you want to recognize you guys have some great supporters is anybody you want to give a shout out to over here we do um i think one that um we're really excited about is we had um summit title services sign on as our platinum corporate partner this year um so very generous supporters um it's a woman-owned business in the area and she really feels strongly about our focus on education and how we're supporting young mothers um so we're really appreciative of the support that they've they've shown us this year that's fantastic so big shout out to summit title services which um, they must be doing a lot of business these days with this crazy market. So that's that's good to see them giving back. Right, absolutely. And I know they're very generous to many organizations in the area. That's fantastic. We're good, good. Glad to hear that. Are also, I wanted to mention volunteerism. Are there ways in which the public can get involved in supporting the Front Door Agency as a volunteer? Because sometimes people don't have money to give, but they maybe do have a little bit of time. And in the world of the nonprofit sector, you know, time is money. And we have this beautiful thing that we call free labor, um, which means we can like get a lot of stuff done. We have a lot of flexibility in the nonprofit sector to do things through volunteers. Not everything, but a lot of things. And that, of course, saves you money. So if you can save money by getting a volunteer, it's kind of the same thing as actually having to raise the money in the first place. Um, not exactly, but close. So are there volunteer opportunities you wanted to mention? Yeah, we're always looking for volunteers. We're actually very fortunate. Um, our front desk um, reception area is fully run by volunteers. Um, so we're able to save um, on payroll that way. And we have great volunteers that are dedicated to the program. And they're the people that are answering the phones when someone's in crisis. They're the people greeting you um, when you come in the door. So we wouldn't be able to do what we do without those volunteers. Um, but there's also always opportunities to volunteer directly in our um, direct service programs. Um, um, our case managers are always juggling, a, you know, a huge schedule. So people that are willing to come in and maybe decorate one of our suites prior to a mom moving in or sort out um, donations. Um, we have a Norwell store where we have many items that moms may need and they don't have. And that's mm -hmm. a lot of work to keep that stocked and, and organized it, and right. inventoried and all of that stuff, right? Yeah. So anyone that has time and is willing to... Um, donate their time i mean that's that's huge for us so even with the pandemic even with covid you've been able to still work with volunteers bring them in and, and put them to, to to good satisfying work yes absolutely that's fantastic how does how do you learn more i mean you guys uh, this is a good way to pivot back to michelle <laughs> i mean do you guys have a website or something michelle i mean you, know, you do. probably do you're pretty up to date on these things i bet we do yes <laughs> folks can head to frontdooragency.org to learn more Frontdooragency.org. Um, I, right. I, I love your lack of creativity. Um, it's <laughs> just we like, like ours. Our, we're unitedwaynashua.org. Like, you know, there's no guessing around here. Frontdooragency.org. That's right. And what will they find there? Um, oh, my goodness. Descriptions of all of our programs, all four of our core programs. We have client stories to give people an idea of who exactly they're supporting when they choose to give to the Front Door Agency. Um Etc. Etc. We're also extremely active on Facebook and Instagram, and you can find us just by searching Front Door Agency. Um, and just to pivot off of what Nicole was talking about with volunteers, um, we have a specific opening for a front desk volunteer for Mondays. So if any, oh, wonderful. Yes. So if any folks are listening and think that would be a good fit for them, um, you know, we find that it's a good fit for those who might be retired but who want to choose to stay active in the community. And as Nicole mentioned, our front desk volunteers are the lifeblood of the agency in, in many yeah. ways. Um, and you can find a short description of that on our website, on social media. 
you know what? I find also like St. Joseph's Hospital does the same thing. Their receptionists are all volunteers at their front desk, and they're always like cheerful and happy to see you. And because they're volunteers, they they're choose there. to be they're there. there. Sure. They choose that. Well, I mean, you know, we all choose what we do, but some of us choose, you know, like they choose it just because they're enthusiastic about it. So, well, guys, we're out of time. It goes so fast, that was but fast. It, does. it does. But so, um, Nicole, I'll see you tomorrow at Rotary. Absolutely. And Michelle, I'm sure I'll just see you around the water cooler somewhere. That's right. And guys, thank you so much for coming on the show today, talking about the Front Door Agency, frontdooragency.org here in, here in Nashua. Thanks for having us, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Absolutely. So we're going to take a second break now. And after the break, we will be joined with our next guest, who is Shamra Simpson. Shamra is the area director for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. And we'll be talking a little bit about what they're doing these days. They have a lot of upcoming events this fall and ways to get involved in the prevention of suicide in our community. You're listening to the Community Connection Show, and I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. I need to get some new shirts for my business. Just call Sal. Does he do screen printing also? Just call Sal. Does he embroider shirts too? Just call Sal. I also need business cards and brochures. Just call Sal. How about yard and lawn signs? Just call Sal. And promotional products to give my customers? Just call Sal. Who is Sal? I'm Sal. My wife Jennifer and I are the proud owners of Fully Promoted of Southern New Hampshire. If you need embroidered or screen printed shirts, business cards, brochures, lawn signs, promotional products, and even personal protective equipment for your business or organization, just call me or stop by our showroom, conveniently located at 410 South River Road in Bedford, right off the Everett Turnpike. You can also visit our website at fullypromotedsnh.com. That's fullypromotedsnh.com. We are your one-stop shop for all your promotional needs. Fully Promoted of Southern New Hampshire. Our business is to help you grow your business. Just call Sal. Commercial lending at our big bank is a process that begins with AD, that's application data, being sent off to HQ headquarters. Sounds like that could take a while. <laughs> it will. At Franklin Savings Bank, our commercial lending decisions are made locally, resulting in faster loan approvals. Drop into any of our Lakes Region or Southern New Hampshire branches, including Merrimack and Goffstown, to find out what we can do for you. Or visit fsbnh.bank. Franklin Savings Bank. Together, we are community. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Hi, I'm Tony Joyce from Joyce Cooling and Heating. Summer is finally here, and it's been hot. By now, you've tried your air conditioner, and hopefully it worked. If it didn't work or you don't have central air conditioning, call Joyce Cooling and Heating. Our Mitsubishi ductless, Unico Microducts, or Lennox systems will fit almost any requirement you have. Don't wait. The electric and gas utility rebates are available for a limited time. That's Joyce Cooling and Heating at 882-4244 or on the web at JoyceCool.com. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years' experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Since 1930, United Way of Greater Nashua has been your trusted partner to fight for the health, education, and financial stability of every person in every community. When a low-income child needs access to dental care, 
or parents need quality after-school programs where their kids can learn and be safe, United Way is there. When a person with disabilities needs a supportive day program where they can thrive or a family loses its home and needs a place to regain financial stability, United Way is there. When a homebound senior needs food and supportive social connections, or when it comes time to die with dignity, United Way is there. The programs supported by your United Way are the heart and soul of Greater Nashua. When you volunteer or donate to United Way, you lift up the community where you live and you work. As a highly regarded nonprofit with Charity Navigator and GuideStar, you can be sure that your donations will be used for the work of making Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, and safer. Learn more and connect with us at unitedwaynashua.org. Well, happy Monday morning. You are listening to the United Way Community Connection Show. It is Monday, August 9th, 2021. Here in the WSMN 1590 studios, we are each and every week, um, Monday mornings from 9 to 10, talking with nonprofits in the community about the work that they're doing to make Greater Nashua you know, a place which is stronger, smarter, safer, healthier, and happier for all of us who live and work here. And uh, today we're joined in the studio by a good friend of mine who's been on the show before, Shamra Simpson. Shamra is the, I'm going to get this wrong, I always do, I'm going to say Area Director for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention of New England or New Hampshire? New Hampshire and Maine. New Hampshire and Maine. Of course I do. I knew I would get that wrong. <laughs> and um, truth in advertising, I'm also um, new, a newly minted board member with Shamra and, the, and AFSP, so I'm super glad to be involved with that. And also, for those of you who are watching on Facebook Live, you can see Shammer just gave me a T-shirt, um, which is awesome. Which I'm going to start wearing everybody everywhere, and I'm going to like talk with people about how they can join the upcoming walks and get involved and and really change people's lives. So, suicide prevention is really an important mission um, for me personally. And Shammer, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks for having me again. I love coming. Well, we're, we love seeing you, and also I see you every week as a volunteer too. Like you're doing food stuff for us, and uh, which is great too. So thank you for that. Yeah, yeah, you bet. It's fun. Yeah, so let's talk about AFSP. What is the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention? I find most people that I talk to have never heard of, of AFSP, but there's nobody who I talk to who hasn't heard of suicide. Right. And so this can help. Let's connect the dots here. Yeah. What is AFSP? How are we making a difference? So the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention is the largest voluntary nonprofit with a primary focus on the prevention of suicide. We were established in 1987 by a group of individuals who had lost loved ones to suicide and researchers who felt that we just weren't doing enough as a nation to address this leading cause of death. So those volunteers got together, started to fight for uh, legislative action. They started advocating for s smart bills that they knew would save lives and uh, and the foundation was started. Now we have at least one chapter in every state across the country and every chapter works in their field to provide suicide prevention education and programming, a statewide advocacy day. We host a lot of different uh, fundraising events like walkathons, motorcycle rides, bicycle rides. Uh, this year we did a puppy walk um, and all of the funds that we raise in our chapters help to ensure that anybody can have access to our resources or programs without cost being a prohibitive factor. So anybody that wants to take a basic suicide prevention program or for clergy or as a physician's assistant or really anyone, we have a program for everybody and we'll offer that program free of charge because we know that the more people that can recognize factors that increase your risk, warning signs that identify that somebody might be in trouble and how to provide basic intervention to those in individuals and get them care, the care that they need will save lives. We know that suicide can be prevented and that's what 
we're doing in, in New Hampshire and, and a lot of work right here in Nashua to, to reduce the number of suicides in our state. So um, for people who are listening who have heard of suicide, obviously, you know, are concerned about it a little bit, but don't know how, like, how prevalent is suicide as a factor in, of, uh, as, a, as a leading cause of death? So suicide is the 10th leading cause of death in the United States. And it's the only cause of death uh, in the top 10 in the last 15 years or so where the rate was continuing to increase. I will say that last year with the pandemic... So like heart heart attacks going down. Cardiovascular disease, right, everything. Cancer going down. Cancer going down. Because because there are specific medical interventions that, that can that can take place, right? There's funding for research, so we understand those mm-hmm. diseases a little bit better. And then there's a lot of conversation around it. Uh, sometimes it sounds weird, but I, I'll talk about, you know, the progress we're making with suicide and mental health is uh, like breast cancer. So 35 years ago, we were embarrassed about it. If somebody in your family had breast cancer, you kind of whispered, right? They, they, they That's had, the stigma, right? Right. The stigma, the shame, the embarrassment. But now there are on TV, there's Coleman, there's Pink, we're talking about it, we're advocating, There's we understand it more for research. And so we're seeing the rate of people dying from breast cancer decreasing. I think we're on that trend for mental health and suicide prevention, but there's still a lot of work to do. Well, it's a scary thing, I think, for a lot of people. And just as cancer used to be sort of the big C, the thing that people didn't talk about, um, suicide is kind of a scary thing too. What would you say to somebody who, let's say... Um, you are talk. I mean, I'm sure many people can relate to this. You're talking with somebody, a friend or a family member, and they talk about maybe you know feeling feeling hopeless, feeling isolated, feeling like they're in pain. They just don't want to go on, and they express that. Um, I have an aunt in New York City who doesn't listen to this show, so I, guess I don't <laughs> mind talking about her. But I want to use her, use her name. But she's she is has gone through a lot medically and is experiencing a lot psychologically and mentally and emotionally and has expressed once or twice to me about, I'm just not sure how much longer I can do this. And at what point does that conversation become, gee, I need to talk with somebody other than my aunt about, you know, some intervention here or do I just, or I mean, it's scary. To get, like, how do you even begin in that conversation? So every time we hear somebody make a comment like that, that's a warning sign to us that they could be in distress or having thoughts of suicide or even just at the beginning, right, of, of that distress. And so we're actually encouraged when we hear those kinds of phrases to ask them, you know what, it really sounds like you're talking about ending your life. It, it sounds like you're like you're thinking about suicide. Is, is that what I'm picking up? We used to think that if we said the word suicide, it would put the idea in somebody's mind. But now we know through research that really that individual wants somebody to ask them so they feel like they can that they can answer it and that they can say it. Because like you said, there's still so much shame and stigma. So when you hear those phrases, I don't feel like I can go on anymore. I feel like I'm a burden to everybody else. I can't escape this unbearable pain. Ask them, hey, how are you doing? I care about you. I'm concerned. Do you want to have a conversation? And then if you think that they may be in stress, you can always call 911 or try to get access to mental health services. Another really great thing to do is to contact the Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Um, And pretty soon, it's going to be a very, very easy number. In July of 2022, we'll all be able to dial 988 to get uh, access to mental health services. You can also- Just no matter where you are? That's not not the prefix. That's the whole number, 988? That's the whole number, 988. So we call 911 when we have a physical emergency, but when we're in a mental emergency, emergency and we can't even really hardly think about anything but 
that emergency we're in, we got to come up with a 10 digit number to get help. Right. But in July of next year, we'll be able to dial 988 to get mental health services. And you don't even have to be in a suicidal crisis. You can be struggling, need to have a conversation. We'll have uh, mobile mental health support available to uh, go in and help that individual right away. Just like an ambulance comes to you, there'll be a mobile support for mental health services. But just to back up a little bit, as you're having a conversation with somebody that you think is struggling and you aren't really sure what to do, call the crisis line or text it. They can either talk to that individual or they can talk to you to help you maneuver that conversation with them. Yeah, that's that's really that's really um, good good thinking. Now, one of the things I know AFSP does a lot of is programming, educational outreach to help people to you know, understand how to recognize the signs and symptoms and be an active and effective intervener on behalf of somebody who is contemplating taking their life or suicide. A lot of that begins with, but the cultural piece of that, a lot of that begins with kids, right? I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know about me, call me a fatalist, but I've kind of given up on all the adults. I don't think they're going to ever change. <laughs> we're just, we're just like setting our ways, right? But kids that we can still mold kids, let's be honest. So you do a lot of programming that's geared towards children and helping them to be learn more about suicide and, and prevention. How, what, what's some of that? Yeah, we that have uh, two programs that we've really launched uh, pretty heavily this year. One is called Gizmo's for mental health. It's Gizmo's Possum Guide to Mental Health. It's a little cute puppy Gizmo. Who what year, what year gauge, ages is that geared to? Five to 11 years old. Okay. So it really introduces this concept of mental health and being able to recognize when, um, you know, at six, seven, eight years old, when you might be feeling sad, mad, or, or upset, and how to really do self-care for yourself. Read a book, uh, you know, go to the movies, uh, watch a movie with your friend, have a conversation with your friend, go to the park. It really gives kids strategies to recognize that we all feel sad and mad sometimes, and that's okay, but there are things that we can do to help ourselves, which is what we need as adults too, right? We have these points where we're struggling, and we can do some self-care. So it's a really great opening conversation to introduce mental health to our young kids, so that then when they get to high school or adolescence, they're already in a place where they recognize. Mm -hmm. Then we have another really great program called It's Real Teen Mental Health, and it's a conversation with teenagers about mental health, what it is, how to recognize it within themselves and their friends, how to have conversations, and how to intervene with their friends to, to, to get help before they reach that suicidal crisis. We know that teenagers are really the first line defense for other teenagers. Mm -hmm. They're going to talk to each other before they talk to an adult or a school counselor. So if we can... They're going to talk to a rock before right. they talk to it. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, right. I remember what it was like to be a teenager. I was going to talk to any inanimate object before I was going to talk to my parents. That's right. just the way it was. Mm -hmm. But they'll talk to their friends. So if, yeah, we can, right. if we can equip the kids with just those again, those basic conversation starters or where to go online to look for seizetheawkward.org or real convo, um, hashtag real convo, if they Google that, they can get real, like relative resources of what does it look like when their friends are struggling? How, what are some of the phrases that they can use to start that conversation? And then how can they get each other the help that they need? That's really fantastic. And those resources, educational resources are available to 
uh, I'm guessing like church groups, youth groups, schools, um, anybody who really works with young people and wants to, and you said those are all free of charge? All free of charge. We use the funds that we raise in our chapter to ensure that those, not only the training, but the physical resources that come along with it are free. And if you go to AFSP.org forward slash New Hampshire, you can click on programs and request a program, again, at your church, your school, your work, anywhere. Mm -hmm. AFSP.org forward slash New Hampshire. That's it. And I know that you can also Google American Foundation for mm -hmm. Suicide Prevention New Hampshire, and it comes right up as well. You bet. Um, so that was a nice pivot. All of these programs are made available to the public free of charge because of the programming and the fundraising that the chapter does as well. What is some of the fundraising? What are some of the ways in which people can get involved uh, in supporting that fundraising? Well, the biggest thing that we have coming up right now, of course, are our Art Out of the Darkness community walks. We have one right here in Nashua on September 25th at Greeley Park. Um, Wonderful. Two years ago when the world was normal, we had over 500 walkers there. Uh, we're hoping to exceed that number this year. And it's just as much about awareness as fundraising. So there's no fee to, to join. There's a fundraising minimum to participate. And then on thir Thursday, August 24th, we're going to have a big kickoff celebration right up at the street at Rum Bar. So right here on Main Street, uh, we'll be there handing out goodies. You can register. You can uh participate in a free raffle to, to get free items and get some fundraising tips or really just interact with other people who have experienced mental health or, or suicide in their lives as well as we know that community support and coming together with others who have experienced something you have is big. But next yeah. spring, we'll have a motorcycle ride, we'll have a dog walk, we'll have some walks at some campuses and some other activities. I know you did a hiking, like hi yeah. a hiking program this summer, which was like, I, I got to say, hiking was terrible this summer like I have not been hiking all summer I've been hiking been hiking since the winter because it was such a terrible wet raining winter but you do that as well yeah so we actually launched our first hike for hope last year yeah. and had to shut it down so we went virtual for the uh, pandemic and this right. year we kept it virtual just for safety concerns right. but we have every intention of having a live hike next year hopefully you'll participate one of our board members Ali Sharp yes. is a avid hiker and she leads she'll be what about scuba diving we haven't done that yet, but hey, if you want to help us run something, I think that would I be awesome. I got to think, we got to brainstorm about that <laughs> offline because like, that's my thing, right? So I love scuba diving and that would be great if I could actually do something good with it other than just see pretty fishies. So what's great is yeah. um, we are a very volunteer-driven organization. Right. I'm the only staff person for New Hampshire and Maine. And we would love for anybody to come and host any kind of fundraising event that they feel is exciting. I think in Maine, they're going to be doing an ice fishing event uh, because a family loves to do ice fishing. So if you're looking for something to do, to volunteer, you have a really great idea for a fundraising event, you know, uh, contact the AFSP New Hampshire chapter and we'll help you with the resources. We can help with the expenses of the event. And, and again, there's no fundraising mm -hmm. If you have a, uh, a scuba diving event that raises $250, that's fantastic because we're also raising awareness and talking about mental health, which is crushing the stigma. That's fan That's really fantastic, Shamra. We're out of time. <laughs> we're always out so of fast. time. I know. It's like the time <laughs> is the one thing that we don't have a lot of, right? Yeah, we are. It's 9.59. So Shamra Simpson is the Area Director for American Foundation for Suicide Prevention for New Hampshire and Vermont. Maine. No, ugh, I knew I was see. I get it wrong. <laughs> New Hampshire and Maine, and um, it's afsp.org front slash New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. And if you want to get involved in helping to fight suicide and stigma around suicide, just get involved. You bet. We'd love to have you. 
That's fantastic. So we're going to take um, a week off. Next week is Over the Edge, so we won't be back in the studio next Monday. You'll hear this show again this time next Monday, and we'll be back in two weeks with another fantastic um, show for the Ameri- for the uh, United Way Community Connections. Until that time, please remember to be kind to one another because great things really do happen when we live united. Listen, watch, and stream at WSMN.live. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. 29.